Today's episode is brought to you by the Vegas Beer Guys and the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Shantz and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. I hit you. I mean, I hit you. I hit you. Well, I can't just let you... Um... <laughs> He's big. That was bigger than the size of a quarter, so that's too big for my taste. Okay, don't just stay in your fucking corner. Don't come over here. You stay over there. I'll stay over here. Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is once again a Robin Hood edition, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Shantz here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, of course, your friend and mine, little movie novice, Lady Chu. Hi, hey. Chu. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm this excited. is our last installment. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this Robin Hood. Yeah. Had you seen this movie before? Yes. Grew up on this movie, okay, but I hadn't watched it in a long, long time. And I am I realized I remembered this differently. Uh oh. I remembered it differently. I loved it more as a kid. Loved it. Uh-huh. Um, and now I'm like, this wasn't great. (laughs) This isn't a good movie. Except for the saving grace in this movie is Alan Rickman. I still love this movie. I understand. Yeah. That it's not good. (laughs) I don't hate it. It's not good, though. It's not good because it's fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into it. All right. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is a 1991 movie directed by Kevin Reynolds. Do you remember that name? Sort (laughs) of. For fuck's sake. (laughs) Waterworld? Thank you. Hey! Waterworld, Risen, 187, Hatfields and McCoys. Okay, yeah. You only know one of those. We've talked about it. I, I told you I've seen Hatfield and McCoy's. Yes, that's the yeah. one I'm referring to. All right, Chu. Mr. Kevin Reynolds has directed the high watermark of Robin Hood movies, at least the ones we're talking about. This one got all the way to 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. In addition, budget of $48 million, opening weekend, $25.6 million. In the USA, $165.4 million. In the world, $390.4 million. So, Smash did well. fucking hit. Yeah. Choke on that. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, missy. Little Miss Bad movie. I understand. <laughs> I, I didn't say it was bad. He said it wasn't good. You want to know who else thinks this movie wasn't very good? Kevin. Yeah, pretty much everybody that was in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Rickman turned this movie down twice before they said, what if we just let you do whatever you want? And he said, okay. And I think that was a smart move because he's really fucking was. funny in this movie. He's the best thing in it. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, overacted in the best way. This movie is relying on chewing scenery kind of performances. But there is some sort of magic alchemy in this movie that, for me, makes it great. I still think it's great. I think it's so much fun. It's the total opposite of Robin Hood 2010. Yeah. This movie is fun. I feel like they had the perfect story template 
and it worked. Yes. Like the template for events in this movie, um, the whole, like all the forest scenes are like fun. Yeah. You know, that's fun. Um, like the little bits of trouble that they get into. That's, that's fun. That's a good time. It's all good shit, man. Yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. It is, however, in my opinion, the epitome of melodrama. Oh, yeah. But that's this what I like about it. This is fucking dramatic. It's so melodramatic. I'll tell you one thing it is, though. Too fucking long. Amen. Ooh, cut a half Ooh. hour out of this movie, and it's perfect. 45. <laughs> you can cut 45. You want to go You want to go 90 minutes? 95? Yeah, that seems fair. Fuck you. <laughs> go. <laughs> I stand by it. I would say go more like 155, 153. Okay. And then it's perfect. All right. I got a I got a bit of business to talk about before we move on. Okay? Okay. Cuz one of the things I love about this movie is the the final credit song. That cost you 3 grievances and I put it grievance <laughs> times 3. <laughs> Come on. Hated it. I love that song. Ugh. It reminds me of the Family Guy episode where Stewie makes his own music video and he's showing Brian and he does that Brian Adams song and <laughs> it's just so fucking ridiculous. It's, I don't remember what the episode is called. It matches the melodrama of the movie. That's correct. <laughs> the, yes. I don't care what South Park says. I'm Family on, guy. No, well, I'm, I'm talking about something separate now, Jackass. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's South Park in which uh, I it's South Park the movie where one character says now uh, now minister this isn't like the first trouble that, that Canada has given America what about Brian Adams now 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 he says now now the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions <laughs> oh first of all I like Brian Adams summer of 69 one of my all-time favorite songs this song very, very different. This song, fucking Hate it. great. However, I only realized about two or three days ago that I have gotten lyrics to this song wrong for 30 fucking years. Oh my God. What was it that you thought it was and what was it actually? Okay. I was talking to friend of the show, Pam Flora, <laughs> when... <laughs> when... I said we were doing this particular Robin Hood and she got very excited because she thinks it's a great movie, too. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, it is. I mean, it's terrible, but it's great. And then I said, plus, I love that Brian Adams song. And I said. But I want to talk to Chew about the lyrics, because I don't get why at the at the end of the song, it says. Uh, this is what I, this is what I thought. Because it starts with, it starts with, I would, I would fight for you, I'd lie for you, and then the very last one is, I'd die for you. For 30 years in between, I thought the line, I thought it said, I would fight for you, I'd lie for you, I'd walk around for you. I'd die for you. And I never understood. I was like, why would you walk around for her? I don't get that. What's that mean? So I was telling Pam that. And she said, what the fuck are you talking about? It's I'd walk the wire for you. And I said, no, it's not. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's fucking funny. Three, zero, 30 fucking years. Wow. Wow. I I'm not I sure I understand I walk the wire for you. I mean who what who is he? Philip Petit? <laughs> <laughs> I 
taxi walking from <laughs> one side of the Twin Towers to the other? What? Uh, yeah, not a necessary lyric. Could have fit anything else in there. Anyway, it's right up there with when I was in high school, I was listening to, you know, one of those shitty morning radio shows like, hey, it's Bob and Bob. We're here talking about music lyrics. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and uh, they were talking about the all-time best messing up of lyrics. Do you know In Excess? Suicide Blonde? Probably. Well, somebody called in and said that that their brother could not be convinced that the that the lyrics were not Suicide Blonde. It was Soup and Salad Bar. <laughs> <laughs> soup and Salad Bar. Soup and Salad Bar. Hey, hey. Soup and Salad Bar. <laughs> Very different than Suicide Blonde. Oh, uh, shit. That's fucking funny. That's, That's a good, good song. That's a good song. <laughs> 30 years, Jew. I still hear, walk around for you. Because that's what you do when you're in love. Just walk around. Just walk around. Just fucking walk around. And especially in an (laughs) 80s music video. Yeah. There's always walking around with hands in the the front pockets. Shoulders crowding the neck a little bit. Fucking terrible. Yeah. All right. What do you want to do next? Do you want to do you want to describe the plot or should we talk about what how dare use we think this might have been nominated for? How dare use. Very good then. It's hard for me to All right, look. This movie did not take itself too seriously. No. I think that's a given. Correct? I agree. It certainly wasn't a disappointment at the time. No. We all loved this movie when we saw it in the theater. Also, as I've described before, this is a movie that was in theaters when I was working at the movie theater. So I have extra love for it, too. <laughs> Least successful reboot or remake? I don't think so. Nobody that's in it at that time had won an Academy Award for acting. So. Okay. I don't think you're going to nominate it for that. Like it, see, it's too good, Chew. Well, hold on. Bring it back. It's too good (laughs) to even be nominated for a How Dare You Award. Yeah, realistically, I don't think this qualifies. Uh. And yet it does. (laughs) It's such a how dare you movie, though. It really is. It's worthy of a how dare you podcast, but it was not worthy of how dare you nominations. Yeah, this is interesting. Porno title. No. Um, I would say my biggest overall grievance for this Mm -hmm. is that the acting just isn't good. I know. It's It's just not good. Everything's so dramatic. It matches the melodrama, though. Like the. It does. You know? And melodramas. The inexplicable use of no accents for Costner. Just blatant. And Slater. Although they both have some sort of affectation, Slater more, to sort of intimate an accent <laughs> just lends yeah. itself to the more bananas in the banana sandwich of this movie yeah and then we just all accepted it in the 90s you're we like yeah kevin costner didn't use an accent but it's fine I'm like right. no it's 1190s ad 1194 1194 and uh there's no such thing as an american accent Not even a lick of it. Okay, so... No. Where'd you fucking get that? (laughs) Yeah, that's my second grievance. Yeah. No, my first grievance. My first grievance was Kevin's wig in Jerusalem. Yeah, that was mine! Yeah. 
awful. You know what was my first positive point, though? That opening music, the actual score. The score is decent. I was like, we're in good hands. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us the plot of this movie? I don't think that should be should be too hard because it's classic Robin Hood. It's real classic. Classic. So Robin Hood, Robin of Loxley, is in, Jerusal in Jerusalem mm -hmm. fighting in the Crusades. And he befriends uh, uh, Morgan Freeman, Azim, <laughs> um, and they escape prison. And they've been in that nasty-ass prison for five years. I was going to say five minutes, but okay. Five years, five minutes. It's a time-traveling thing. It's a the movie thing. <laughs> um, they make their way back to England together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Robin goes home to find his father murdered, and he's been rotting. His body's been rotting upstairs, hanging in a cage. And it's really kind of nasty. Don't uh, worry, and then he's though. Like, Duncan has had his eyes cut out, too. <laughs> and Duncan, a uh, faithful servant, uh, has gotten his eyes cut out. <laughs> and then they find out that the sheriff of Nottingham was the one who killed his father. And now it's a vengeance story. Yeah, he's planning got, against the king. Chew. Yeah, that's right. Plotting. Plotting. Plotting against King Richard, who isn't in England yet. He's not home. And uh then they make their uh they make some friends in the forest and some bad things happen, but then some other fine things happen. <laughs> right. And they start stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Classic Robin. Classic. Yeah. The story I think as we it really should be told. Yeah, we stuck true to the story. For once. Yeah. Do you hear me, Ridley Scott? This is the together. only Robin Hood movie that actually stuck to the script. All right. Let's talk. Give me your grievances, lady. 19. One nine. Wow. We're close on grievances. Really? Yeah. I, I have, didn't think we were. I have blackjack. Wow. 21 okay. grievances. I know I, what blackjack is. <laughs> oh, Dick. My stomach is growling like a motherfucker. Calm down. <laughs> Mine too. All right. <laughs> I think we're, so we're close on grievances. I think we might be far apart on positive points. I think so, too. Talk to me. Eight. No, you got it wrong. Twenty-nine! Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. I will say, because I thought about this after I already did my score, I would say anytime Alan Rickman is on screen positive point yes so i just put blanket plus some i just put blanket alan rickman yeah i also put blanket michael wincott his right Which hand man who the one he stabs oh his cousin yeah yeah he's a good bad guy oh good bad guy i just love everything about that actor yeah why I appreciate a, why a that they gave him bad cousin. teeth. Right. That's, that's good. Realistic. Why a spoon, cousin? Because it's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Uh, Alan Rickman is so fucking funny in this movie. I honestly, I, he should have been nominated. That's how good he is. <laughs> Yeah. He's so fucking good in this movie. Uh yeah, I put Alan is unbelievably dramatic and it's awesome. Yeah. You, meet me in my room tonight, 1030. You, 1045. Bring, Bring a, a friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> so good. 
It's so ridiculous. It's a funny every time. Like, that's a fantastic joke. <laughs> Great fucking joke. Oh, my God. I fucking love it. All right. Well, of course, we haven't started talking about the story. Let's take a break and then come back and actually talk about what happens in this movie. How about that? Party. This movie's awesome. You can't you can't you can't talk me out of it. I'm jumping I'm, not gonna. I'm jumping off the cliff. <laughs> That's fair. All right, we'll be right back. Can I ask you a question? Do you like beer? I like beer. It's required by law that you like beer when you're living in San Diego, California, but even I can get confused and dizzied by the amount of choices that you can see at your local beer store. What's a person to do? I'll tell you what you do. You'll watch the Vegas Beer Guys, a live show on Instagram and Facebook, and they will set you right as to what beers you should have in your life or should not have in your life. The Vegas Beer Guys are brought to you by Dan Aker, the beer professional, and Stephen Weiss, self-proclaimed beer novice. They'll drink beers for you and drink beers with you. Go ahead and check out their live shows and they'll tell you which beers you should be having in your fridge. Everybody wants the perfect combination of molten hops in your life. And Dan Aker and Stephen Weiss are the perfect combination of fantastic and wonderful. Check them out on Facebook. Check them out on Instagram. Find them. You're going to watch their show and love their show. They give away free merch during their shows. So go ahead and check out the Vegas Beer Guys. What a great time. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991. A movie I still love. We know. I can't help it. I think I could watch this movie at any time. I used to feel that way, and I don't necessarily feel that way now. I don't hate it. It's just not as great as I remembered. There are some things, though. Like, I kind of remembered this movie being shot like that it looked uh, almost timeless. Like, you could watch it and think that it was filmed last year. That's not true. This no. looks like a, it, it's 1991, but this looks like an 80s movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could have been better. It looks like it was shot 30 years ago. Yeah. Great. But we have, so like you said, he's in Jerusalem. I do like that hand pull. I guess that guy's arm chopped off. He and Azim escape. And then they get back to England. Yeah. Azim, uh, whatever, you know, he tries to tries to have some guys beat up Azim. Basically, Azim's got a, a debt that he has to pay to Robin of Loxley. And he's not leading, leaving his side until he does it, but he will only do it on his own terms. Right. All good stuff. And then we are, we're introduced to... Michael Wincott, his cousin, right? He's Guy. Yeah, the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the KKK shows up at Robin's dad's house. I do not remember that. <laughs> I do not remember that scene fuck. at all. <laughs> I think that's more happenstance. Like, I don't think they showed that scene on cable. I think they cut it. Really? I don't remember. I, I never even really thought of it like that because they he's got the mask in front of the hood. It's the KKK. <laughs> okay. It's gross. <laughs> well, he is a bad guy. A very bad guy and they're, a devil worshiper. They're laying that on. They're laying that on thick. Yeah. I'll tell you what's a grievance when uh, 
the witch throws all those bones and shit. Oh, no, don't even say it. I can hear it in my head. And the scratch. Yeah. Oh, God. Every time. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's his mom. I think the witch is his mom. What? Yes. There's this thing at the end. Oh, I'll get to it. All right. Let's. There's an implication at the end. I have never thought of it that way. Yeah. I think that was, I've always thought that. Hmm. I was like, that's gross. Well, he gets home. He fucks with Guy of Gisborne because he's picking on a child. And then he goes home, finds out his dad's dead. And then he goes see Maid Marion, but like at church, right? Uh, no, he shows up to her house unannounced, like a dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking call first, fucker. Hated that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm projecting. Did you say call first? (laughs) (laughs) Marion, I'm on the way. Like by bullhorn? (laughs) By by a Ricola horn? (laughs) Marion. (laughs) Just a little like Nokia phone, 1280 edition. Over. <laughs> um, yes, this is Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, I think he shows up to her house first. And then, because he's tricked by her, nah. by Sarah. By her. Her friend. You're right. The years have been kind. He has that one line where he says, the years have been kind. Yeah, but he but really on... struggles with it. <laughs> Don't be a but dick. But the look on the look on his face is, you ugly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Sarah. God damn it. Uh, so, so yeah. this, but this is the part where, because I like it when she says, help, they're stealing my horses. <laughs> like, like it's the only way she could get them the fuck out the door. <laughs> totally. Like, I please really fucking like go. Get the fuck out of here. But I also really like, because right before that, Azim actually notices them first with his self-made telescope. I love that telescope bit. I think it's so fucking funny. That was a positive point for me. That was good. Thank God. He pulls out his sword. (laughs) He thinks they're so close that he's got the sword in front of it. Like, (laughs) this is weird. Oh, my goodness gracious. What's going on here? That's good. That's a good little bit. So funny. I also liked, I never noticed this before, too. There's a moment before that when, uh, oh, I just blanked on his name. Who, who, who's, uh, who's blind? Duncan. Duncan. When Duncan, when Duncan, uh, when Duncan says, what kind of name is Azim anyway? Irish? <laughs> Cornish? He's like, Moorish. I'm like, Punk? oh, I think it's a good thing Duncan's blind. Yeah. He might he 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 might see black skin and go, Oh my gosh, what's what's happened? <laughs> it might confuse him too much. Because uh, everybody's a racist. Twelve hundred yeah. AD. Yep. <laughs> but they chase him into the haunted Sherwood Forest. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I could not remember the name of the forest. Gun to my head. I couldn't. I was like, what the fuck is that name? Thank you. But Master Sherwood Sherwood Forest is haunted. (laughs) Love it. Meanwhile, the haunting is just wind chimes. (laughs) People are stupid. (laughs) Like, you you guys are fucking dumb. (laughs) It's amazing. This is when we first meet Christian Slater and Little John. Yeah. P.S. I love that Little John's name is John Little. Yeah. And Kevin's and a it, dick. And he's like, he's just like, perhaps we should call John. you Little John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he won one segment out of the five segments of fighting. Yeah. Until he uh, was able to convince him he was in a 
I don't know, 40 foot deep pool when he was in a four feet deep pool. Yeah. Thought he was going to drown him. Yeah. Put your feet down. Good stuff. All of it. That All of that is fantastic, Chew. That's fun. By the way, the guy who is uh, Little John, I think his name's Nick Brimble. He's great in this movie. Yeah, he's good. That's a le- legitimate good performance. Can't say the same about Christian Slater, who I also really like. Yeah. In most things. Just not he great feels in this out movie. Of place. He feels out of place in this yeah. movie. Why a spoon, cousin? So good. <laughs> I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. I love that it's like 10 minutes later. He's just pondering. Why a spoon, cousin? So good. <laughs> oh, in the beginning, when you first meet Alan Rickman, uh, <laughs> he has a girl in his chambers. And then... You know, oh, yeah. people walk in and she starts to cover up and he turns around and he's like, who told you to cover up? <laughs> That's about a piece of shit. He's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's infamous. Yeah. You don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what movie that's from. Uh, I don't know. Almost Famous? No, I don't think so, because no. I think I would have known that. It's from the Three Amigos. I never saw that. Do they mean uh, infamous? In... Yeah. Okay. What guy... <laughs> he says, what does infamous mean? It means when you're more than famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, bless him. Well, this is where he uh, meets the merry band of thieves, and he kind of just fucking runs roughshod over them and s- just takes over. Yep. I'll start leading these people, and that's. But we get good Robin Hood shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying, Chew? Classic he is Robin actually, Hood story. He is stealing from the rich and giving to the poor, as Robin Hood's supposed to do, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I ever said in that last episode. That one of my grievances was uh, Russell Crowe, not period, charming period. Um, n- no, he's not overtly charming. He's not Not un-charming. in the way that you think of Robin Hood. Right. Yeah. Because, again, doesn't feel like a Robin Hood movie. No. It's because he was not Robin Hood. Honest to God, Robin Hood shit which is what should be in a fucking Robin Hood movie. Agreed. Because, you know, right. it's a Robin Hood movie. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a good way to go. Robin Hood should be doing Robin Hood shit in a Robin Hood movie. Am I right or am I right? Yeah. Or otherwise, maybe just change the title of the movie because it's misleading. Yeah. Ridley Scott. I kept thinking, you know what is funny about that Robin Hood movie? I kept thinking... If this wasn't a Robin Hood movie, I would probably like it more, even the first half. That's a great point. But since it's a Robin Hood movie, I fucking hate it. It's a lie. (laughs) Yeah. You pulled a fast one. You pulled a fast one. Should have just called it Longstride. (laughs) Then it would have been nominated for for porno. porno. (laughs) Porno title. All right. So now we are at the part where he does go to church. Yeah. Marion tells him to take a bath. Yeah. They're shooting arrows at him. That's where that's where Rickman finally says, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon. <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Is it just is it just Marion? Finding them in the forest now? Is that where we go after that? Yeah, her and Sarah so. go to see him. And I'm assuming... Why would they have gone to see him? To warn him? Because she knows, she suspects... Why did she go to the forest? I guess it doesn't matter. Because there's also a part... Oh, that's later. Where she sends Sarah and Sarah gets clubbed. Yeah. 
That's after. Or either way, they end up in the forest. And she's Looking like... Looking at the stunt butt. Yeah, stunt butt. And Marion uh, gets a lady boner. Big <laughs> lady boner. <laughs> Are you watching Bachelor in Paradise? No. I know I said it was oh. I was gonna, but I haven't had time. One of the women, who was the woman? I, oh, Tia, I think. Tia was in love with Colton. The Colton, uh, from the... I think they were like together on a Bachelor in Paradise, and then it turned out, of course, that he's gay. So, <laughs> you know, so her title is officially over Colton. But there was lots of talk on this season of her saying things like she met this one guy and she's like, my vagina started dancing. Every time I see that guy, my vagina dances. <laughs> it sounded like lady Marian. boner. <laughs> yeah. She got lady boner looking at uh, stunt, butt. <laughs> by the way, played by Mary Elizabeth master Antonio. Fucking love her. Yeah. She's good. I like, all right. I was ready to fight you to the death. Oh, I like her. She's good. Um, and then they have, they spend the evening at summer camp because that's what it is now. <laughs> summer camp. They've got lots of activities. Yeah. Swing from trees. It's fun. Tree houses everywhere. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> and uh, they have a couple moments and he's like, oh shit, I got a real boner. She had a lady boner. We should put those together. Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the sheriff of Nottingham is keeps up on the bounty on Robin Hood. And he's so upset he calls off Christmas. Oh, my God. So fucking funny. I think that had to have been ad libbed. It was. Had to have been. Yeah. Amazing. Uh. <laughs> he makes me so happy <laughs> when I watch this movie. Oh, he kills his cousin at some point. He's trying out yes. all of his swords this, and this, this new steel. steel. <laughs> and he kills his cousin and then he's dying in the straw. And he's like, at least I didn't do it with a spoon. <laughs> well, at least I didn't use a spoon. <laughs> and then... This is good steel. And then in the most practical manner ever, he looks around. He's like, it's good steel. Good. <laughs> and walks out. That's so amazing. <laughs> Again, give this man an Academy Award. Oh, fuck. Hands down, I think one of the funniest characters that wasn't originally supposed to be funny. I don't know. I mean, he's he's. At least he, the actor himself, was clearly going for laughs. Yeah. And they gave him carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wanted. Yeah. So that means and the character was originally blah. <laughs> yeah, it was probably written. Yeah. You know. Boring. Still to be evil. Yeah. But not so delightful <laughs> in his evality. Yeah. This was great. Oh, God, I love it. Um, just like all his scenes should be on a loop <laughs> and you just watch them over and over and over again. I'm sure there's a montage on, uh, not a montage, but like a, like a compilation. YouTube? Yeah. On YouTube. Yeah. What a good idea. Um, where are we at now? Oh, well, uh, the sheriff's men show up into the forest. They ambush the forest. So I think that's cause they, she was trying to warn the king. That's right. She wrote a letter and gave it to the priest or cardinal, whatever. Right. And he's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a fucker. But it was also because they kid they kidnap Marion, but Duncan gets away, and Duncan takes a horse back to the village and they follow him. That's right. You know, he's blind. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know. I got to say, excellent plan. Yeah. Pretty good. 
well executed. Yeah. And then they have this. My my grievance and my note, by the way, I was like, this is such a long battle. That's what I put. Losing it interest in battle scene. Ever. Make it stop. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> I do like that as all the flaming arrows and shit are going through the air, they cut back to Alan Rickman at one point and he's just sitting there scraping his teeth. <laughs> kind of bored. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for it all to end. <laughs> I also think it's funny that basically everybody dies except the people we know. Yeah. That we've already met. Right. <laughs> like, everyone else dies except the 12 people we've been following the whole time anyway. Convenient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Uh, th this might be a good place to stop. Sounds good. Let's take a break and then we'll come back and finish this movie. How's that sound? Party. <laughs> right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target. And check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target. Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target. That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back once again, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing Kevin Reynolds' Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, 1991. I heard that he and Kevin Costner fought on this movie, too. Every time these two get together, they fucking fight. It seems they like each other, but they don't actually like each other. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. Uh, so... When we last left, we were talking about this big forest battle scene. We got like roughly 45 minutes of trying to get little John's wife from one tree to another. Yeah. Fucking fuck. 45 minutes. That sounds right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and... I do have... Um, I have a positive point and a grievance. And I, I think it's more of like a missed opportunity. I think oh. that's why I counted this as a grievance. Uh, when they're in the forest at summer camp mm -hmm. um, and they're doing the uh, archery and she blows in his face to make a mick, to make, make him miss. Yeah. She should have whispered, I saw your penis. And then that would have done it. <laughs> like, that's the only thing you could have said. You didn't have to blow in his face. Be like, hey, I saw your penis. Whoa, whoa. What? I think it's more important that he pull a Costanza and be like, I was in the water. I was cold water, cold water. <laughs> I was in the water. Or no, he was in the pool. He was That's in, what he said. Costanza was in the pool, but I could say that. <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> the frantic shaking hands. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, all of this leads to, you know... Oh, wait, I have one more grievance, though. Yeah. You notice, like, when everybody thinks, hey, maybe Robin Hood's dead, and then he yeah. walks up over the hill with this blinding light? Where is that coming from? Where's that light coming from, goddammit? That's not the sun. That was the same thing uh, in the beginning of the movie when his dad... Uh, rides out of his castle and this big light is coming through the archway. Where the fuck did you... How many candles you got burning? <laughs> Wasteful. 
<laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, so egregious. I, I wrote it down as a grievance. Agreed. But then he learns that Christian Slater... No, wait, because Christian Slater is first, he's caught. So yeah, he makes he... a deal with Sheriff of Nottingham. And then he's released and allowed Much back to the to the chagrin of uh, Little John's boy. Yeah. He doesn't like that. Nope. So he goes back, and then Robin Hood learns that he has a brother. Yeah, I don't understand... I always miss that part. Is it the the father or the mother that they share? Father. Okay. Because he has that thing. He has a chat with Azim about earlier in the movie about sort of his poor relationship with his father and why he left for the Crusades. And his mother had died and then he took up with a new woman and he complained so much until he pushed the woman away. And then they were barely speaking and he left home. Got it. And he just wanted to come back home to, like, reestablish his relationship with his father and apologize and yeah. not be a dick. But Daddy had planted a seed. Yep. A Ew. Christian Slater seed. <laughs> Why do you have to say it like that? Ooh. <laughs> 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 it's what happens, Chew. Ladies, if anybody says, I'd like to plant my seed in you, call the cops. Run away. <laughs> Run. Call for help. That guy's a fucking whack job. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what do you want to do tonight? How about I plant my seed? <laughs> Yuck, sir. <laughs> Yuck. So... I have both a grievance and a positive point about this Christian Slater speech. Where he tells him, where he's like crying and yelling at him and mad at him. And I have more reason to hate you than anybody, but I found myself daring to believe in you. It's so melodramatic. And so over the top. Plus, he's trying to do an accent at that point. That it's all kind of grievance-laced. But but somehow he manages at one point to actually seem emotionally raw and honest. That I'm like, that's not terrible acting now. Might have started it off terrible, but then it got to a place of being real. I didn't like any of it. fuck myself then <laughs> actually that was perfect timing because while you were talking there was a plane going by and i was like this is perfect i just won't talk <laughs> we can edit it out and then i'm just gonna come in and be like boo hated it <laughs> perfect <laughs> all right fine i think it's okay well then they make a plan right yeah they make a plan and uh, it involves uh, catapulting. Catapult. Just... Well, that's not part of the plan. That's just <laughs> something they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Involves diversions and catapults and fucking fun stuff. There's Blowing just shit nothing up. Nothing better than Christian Slater in a complete and total American accent saying, fuck me. He cleared it. <laughs> yeah. I think I read that that was improvised. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that was good. I, we enjoyed that. Yeah, I'll leave it, it in. Yeah. Yeah, no English accent whatsoever. No. <laughs> but I you like know what? Whole, we've, we've I learned... like this whole last set piece, though. It was fun. It was good. I was going to say, we've learned from this movie that accents do not matter. No, not they to Kevin Reynolds matter. tell you that much. You can do whatever you want. No rules. <laughs> uh, but this whole last, uh, like, big scene, scenes, that's good. That's the best part of the movie. Okay, good. Yeah. At least we're clear on that. You know what I don't like, though? There's lots of rape humor. 
Yeah, it's not great. Trying to put a pillow underneath her head while raping her. Yeah. Uh, pushing her legs aside like a kind of Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, it still scares me to this day. It's, it's not great. Didn't like it when I was little, and I don't yeah. like it now. You know what I do like, though? I like sword fighting, <laughs> killing a guy, and then looking at the statue with the scar on the cheek. Oh. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Yeah. That was good. So good. That was good. I love all of that. Um, I like Azim as a leper. Yeah. And I'm a big proponent of the ultra ridiculous, over the top, super slow mo shooting of the arrow with fire Ugh. behind Robin Hood. Yeah. Another slow mo. Delightful. That was Jenkins' idea, and you may have supported it, but I don't support it. Oh, Jenkins got that one right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was accompanied with that kind of sound effect. Totally. <laughs> um. Oh, so the marriage scene, this is where it's implied, I think, oh, yeah, so go that ahead. the witch is the sheriff's mother because he says... You're always trying to interfere or stop always trying to interfere. And the way he says it, I don't, I'm telling you, I think that's mom. And he's like, I, think I just, just want something pure. I just want something pure for once in my life. I'm just like, just, okay, first of all, a rape baby is not pure. Life, running the witch angles. I think that's mom. I got into an argument with uh, my parents about this when I was in, in a kid. Not a full-blown argument, but I was like, I think that's mom. And they're like, no, it's a witch. <laughs> Fuck it. A hill I will die on. Far be it from me to agree with your parents. But I'm going to say you're wrong. Call in, people. I'm going to look it up after let's this. Have a, let's have a vote. Let's Let's let the audience decide. I don't know why I'm doing that. There's only like two people that are going to fucking. <laughs> Pangle, buddy. What Pangle says goes. <laughs> <laughs> if you can agree to those terms, we're fine. <laughs> All right. So then we have big last battle. Also really like that last sword fight between him and Alan Rickman. It's like yeah. sloppy and messy. It's very sloppy. Yeah. But like, in a way neither that one of I them think, knows what they're doing. Yeah, but in a way that I think might actually happen as opposed to what we normally see in movies. Right. Because not everybody is going to be a skills a skilled swordsman. But so even this if they almost are, seems it's accurate. Just like you don't know what's happening. And it just looks like neither one of them it just looked like it was almost unchoreographed. That's what I really respect out of it. He cuts off his hair. If I have to take you one piece at a time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alan Rickman's like face, like the shock on his face when he realizes yeah. <laughs> his hair is gone. When he Good. kisses Marion and then pushes her back and she pours <laughs> hot wax on his chest. Yeah. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Not to mention... The enormous amount of spit that falls out of his mouth when he gets stuck like a pig with that knife. Yeah. By the way, his knife that he gave to Marion. He's like, yeah. oh, fucking look at that. That's my knife. Ah, shit. Damn it. <laughs> That's right. Plus, Azim does save him. Yep. Yes. He gets stuck a little bit by the yeah. witch. I like when she stabs him. The painted man. <laughs> Which? Well, this leads to, uh, you know, so our, you know, whatever. The day is saved. Yeah. And then they're going to get married. And it's like uh, biggest cameo in the world. So weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Why? Come on. It's great. You had such a huge name. Do a cameo at the very end, which made me think, where the fuck were you in the rest of the movie? Did they edit another scene out? Oh, no. This is all the plan. 
Okie dokie. Sir Sean Connery, two days of work. I mean, good for Sean. Yeah. I think he was even paid like $250,000 and he donated it to charity. That's really nice. I like that. <laughs> and then you have the great fucking song, of course. I put the credit song. Walk around for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not good. You. I hate it. I hate it. It's magic. Now, now, the Canadian government has apologized for Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> uh, fucking great. Do you recommend this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I feel the way I feel about it, but yeah, I know what it is and I know what it isn't. Okay. It is. I know what it is. Good. I know what a, it's not. It's bad. a good not that great movie. Yeah. It's, it's a right. fine movie. If Alan Rickman wasn't in this movie, I would say this is a crock of shit. Oh, that's a good point. He made this movie. I mean, there are there are just there are too many other things that I like. But but without him, ooh. It's not the sell. same. No, yeah. Mmm, interesting. No. Alan Rickman or Bust. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll agree with that. Okay. No Alan Rickman. This movie is not a success. Correct. What is your drinking game? All right, I'm going to go first because I don't want any shit out of you. I think we might pick the same one. Good. I'm going to say for every amazing Alan Rickman joke. Oh, mine's close. Mine's really fucking close. (laughs) Mine's anytime there's a scene with Alan Rickman. Mm. I think it's too close and you should have to pick again. (laughs) I helped you with the last one. I'm happy to think of another one for you. Um, How hold, about... Please. You can edit out the long pause. Oh, shit. What if it was... Anytime there's racist comments towards Azeem. There's a handful. A handful. Is there enough? Yeah. Is that the sort of thing you want people celebrating? You fucking monster? Oh, well, I didn't really consider the drinking game as celebratory, but it was consistent <laughs> enough. Okay. And enough to where I made notes on it. I was like, oh, right. this is fucked up. He's a savage master. And he's just taking it. I don't like that. Come on, Azim. You're an accomplished I like fighter. His inspirational speech. Fight me or fight with me. Right. Join Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, fuck. I have no idea. How about every time the witch appears? Ugh, God. Every time you say witch, I just think of those fucking nails on that clay dish. <laughs> That was a Jenkins idea, and I hope he was punished for it. Jenkins. Suck it. Get your gimp outfit on. I'll go with witch. Okay. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Win a win a chicken dinner. All right. I think that's it. Yes. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you think there's something we need to add to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, please let us know. What did we miss? Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Send an email 
to the How Dare You podcast at gmail.com. For Lady Chu of Tuity Fitness, Chance here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Lady Chu. Good day. <laughs> Almost uh, human-like. Almost. Goodbye, everybody. It's like a robot pretending to be a person. <laughs> <laughs> Good day to you, madam. Good day, sir. Oh, we gotta pause. Get the bird out. Fuck that bird.